0: racing onto this ball here, the angle is down. oh, what a finish, Jamie McLaren! Still Ellie Carpenter, oh, what a goal from Norman City! It's three, it's Aaron Moy, who places it beautifully in the top corner. All the way through for Sam 10 out of 10 in 2019! On the 11th of April, 2001, the Socceries broke two world records that still stand 19 years later. In this episode of the FFA Podcast former Socceroo Archie Thompson joins Fox Sports commentator Simon Hill to relive and reflect on that incredible feat that was achieved on that day. Well, it is 19 years ago this week that one of the most famous days, not just in Australian football history, but in world football history, occurred at the rather unlikely surrounds of the International Sports Stadium in Coffs Harbour. Australia were playing American <laughs> Samoa in an Oceania World Cup qualifier and just a few days beforehand they thrashed Tonga by 22 goals to nil but uh, I don't think anybody could have predicted what came next. Australia of course as you know by now defeated American Samoa by 31 goals to nil. A world record and also an individual world record for Archie Thompson who scored an amazing 13 goals in that particular match. Uh, Archie Uh, Good to be sharing these uh, memories with you. Uh, What do you remember of that day? Before we get on to the game itself, because as I mentioned, uh, there was a 22-0 win over Tonga two days prior. John Aloisi and Damian had scored 10 goals between them in that game, but they were dropped some reward uh, and, and 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 a new team was put in place, including yourself.
1: Yeah, well, look, it was a rotation system back then and because uh, uh, we know that the opposition wasn't going to be great. And to be fair, it was my first sort of time in a camp with such a, a big players. I mean, I actually looked at the team sheet just before we did this. And uh, I mean, I look at it, there's Craig Moore, Kevin Massey, um, Butzianis, Vidmar, um, you know, David Drilic, I mean, all these quality players that uh, you know, <laughs> were up and probably causing a lot of nightmares for a lot of the Samoans <laughs> still to this day. But look, uh, it was an incredible moment for me because um, to be part of such a quality soccer team, which I hadn't previously, and uh, again, to score a world record. And uh, I didn't even actually know that I scored 13 goals after, uh, during the game. I mean, it was just goal after goal. And... I, I didn't even know who scored. Um, I mean, I thought that actually David Trilich scored more goals than I did. But uh, look, it was, uh, it, was, it was an experience and something that I'll never forget. And, uh, you know, that question about, you know, the world record against America Samoa, how do you feel? I still get it asked uh, 19 years later. And I'm, I'm sure I'll be continued to, um, throughout my life to be asked the same question.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's start running through the goals because uh, it might take some time. Uh, strangely enough, it took Australia ten minutes to actually get off the mark, and it was Kombuzianis who opened the scoring straight from a corner.
1: Yeah, well, look, it was uh, it was it was funny because uh, we were peppering this poor keeper for for the first ten minutes and not scoring, so we actually thought it was going to be one of those games where um, you know the score line. Mightn't have been what it was going to be because we just, uh, you know, they just seemed to be riding their luck. But as soon as that first goal went in, um, yeah, everything just seemed to, everything that was put into that front third seemed to go on the back of the net. And uh, I mean, I look at some of the goals and I've watched a few of the goals over over the time. Um, They were quality finishes. We can't forget that. I mean, a lot of of the shots that I was hitting were going top corners. So even a quality keeper, I'm sure, would have struggled with some of, the, some of the shots that I was putting out there.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure the defender was of uh, too much top quality. <laughs> you, you got your first goal, Archie, in the 12th minute. Uh, by half time, and I've, I've got the, the notes in front of you, you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight goals before the referee blew the half time whistle. Uh, was there a point where you were just thinking, this is absolutely surreal?
1: I, th- I think there's actually a, a photo um, that, that's out there where the, a group of us were together and after scoring one of the goals or even maybe uh, the, looking at the scoreline and we all just had our hands on our head going, what the hell's going on here? But that was Oshara qualifying. I mean, we knew that um, any team that was probably less or we were going to beat them by some margin. But to be honest, I didn't even think that was going to be... I'm a little bit disappointed because I actually thought that I finished the second half stronger than, than the uh, first half, so that's the first time that I knew that I actually only scored eight in the, in the first, half, and only five in the second, which is a little bit disappointing. But <laughs> it was just it was just funny because uh, I think we had um, Damien Murray on the bench screaming at the keeper to get back on his line because he actually thought that his goal scoring record with Australia was going to be gone <laughs> in, in, in that game. So uh, he, even he was barracking uh, against us. So I mean, it was uh, it was fun times.
0: Archie, at any point during this uh, uh, goal fest, did you sort of stop as a team and, and feel maybe we should ease up a bit here, feel a bit sorry for the opposition because they, you know, they were clearly so totally outclassed. Did that ever enter your mind or, or was it more of a case of look we 've got to be professional and, and the best way to pay respect is to actually just keep trying to score um,
1: for me, it was because i like i said I, I, it was the first time that I've been part of a, of a Socceroo, um team or setup where there's been so many quality players and, and so many of the first team players that have played in, um, you know, qualifiers, big matches. And uh, for me, um, it was an opportunity because I got my foot in the door to show what I've got, regardless of what opposition it was. So for my, my mindset um, was to, to score as many goals as I can, take my opportunity. Okay, it was against American Samoa and they were not great. But um, for me, and and most of the team, because there was a couple of players there too that were fringe players and wanted to oppress because uh, just around the corner, there was the big qualifiers uh, and that was against, um, I think it was Uruguay um, back then. So uh, for me, it was, okay, business as usual, regardless of the opposition, want to show... That I'm more than capable of uh, coming into an Australian setup and score goals. Um, funny enough, I didn't get selected for the the, 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 the games, but I had to wait another four years. But that night was special, and I'm I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to play in those games. But um, like I said, for me, it was, that was my mindset that I wanted to obviously cement my um, spot in in a, in a quality soccer routine.
0: Do you, do you have a, a favourite goal out of the 13 that you scored? Let, let's delve deep into that memory bank.
1: Um, yeah, well, look, there's so many. And uh, as you know, Simon, I've scored a lot more since that time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it uh, would probably be... I remember once, one, I hit a left foot. And, uh, you know, I'm not left-footed. So I hit one that went pigeon, that I, I thought that was... Um, Look, to be honest, they all went bottom right corners, and I'll go on, you know, pigeons and all that sort of stuff. But there was one that I hit with my left that I thought was quite good, and it, it went top corner. There was one also too. I think a ball got played in, and um, keeper came running out, and I just sort of lobbed it over his head and uh, with the head, uh, which was uh, quite a good goal. But look, there was there was a number of them. I mean, we still did not have to do a job. We, we we tried to play as pretty football as we could um, to entertain the people that were there. Uh, But look, I think the left footer that I hit top corner was pretty spectacular. I don't think any keeper would have stopped that one.
0: Um, Mm. Do you ever have conversations or or feel sorry for David Strilich? Because he scored eight goals in this game and he's totally forgotten. I mean, scoring Mm. eight goals in an international fixture would normally earn you all the headlines for the next Mm. 20 years. He's been forgotten about completely because of you.
1: Is that why he never answers my calls? I uh, I, did, no. I actually didn't realise that he, he had scored so much. Well, I'm good mates with, with Dave. And we still have a laugh about that match. And Yeah, when you think of that your, your partner scored eight goals, that, that they would be talked about. But, um, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> someone scored 13. And, uh, you know, that was me. But one thing I will say about scoring 13 goals and, and which kind of maybe halted... Um, I made it tough for me when I first went to Europe, was because I went to Europe on the back end of that game, and uh, you know obviously someone sees someone scoring thirteen goals, they're thinking, oh wow, man, he's he's a he's a bargain. And um, I went over there, and then everyone was expecting thirteen goals every single game, but uh, I had to tell them that um, you know the best goal, their best player was the goalkeeper, uh, and, uh, and and he couldn't even stop thirty two, thirty one goals, so. Um, Look, it did make it hard afterwards because everyone had huge expectations of me. But hey, I've got a world record. Not many players can say they've got a world record.
0: Uh, The goalkeeper, a man by the name of Nicky Salapu, I'm not sure he ever recovered from this game. I know he went (laughs) on to continue playing for the best part of the next 20 years. In fact, in 2019, he was still playing World Cup qualifiers for American. Uh, Samoa, and he was determined to uh, avenge that, that particular scoreline. Did did you ever speak to him afterwards? You ever have any conversation with him after this game?
1: Um, I'm, I'm sure I've had plenty of conversations in his nightmares, but uh, <laughs> not, not, nothing in uh, reality. But uh, look, there was a documentary that the um, you know would have you would have seen a lot of people would have seen, which was next goal win wins, which was I think based on their qualification. Not particularly our game, but I think, um, you know, obviously it stemmed from that. And uh, I've seen a lot of the... I only just watched it recently, too, um, that, that doco. And it did show that he, he wanted to obviously right some of the wrongs that were, um, you know, in that match. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that he's still continued to this day to try to, to, try to um, you know, um, do better. But I actually thought about it that because when they were doing that documentary, they actually came and asked a lot of us that and played in that game some questions. And I actually would have thought that it would have been really cool to maybe go to American Samoa, maybe uh, sit down, talk about the game. Um, you know, even if he wants to maybe have a penalty competition to, to maybe kind of save some of my shots. that he didn't save... Uh, on, on, during the game, which I think would be pretty cool because I'd love to go see America as well. And I <laughs> want to remember too, you know, we, before the game, the guys didn't even have boots. I think some of the guys didn't even have boots. So the Federation ha- actually had to give these guys some boots, um, which is a really nice little story too because a lot of these pe- uh, players hadn't even ventured out of their country. And to get the opportunity to play against guys that were playing in the Premier League, um, you know, playing in the Championship, uh, in some of the big clubs in Europe, I mean, I know as much as they probably hate the scoreline, they could probably say to their grandkids that, you know, we played against the world's best, which was, uh, you know, some of those players in that soccer team at the time. And generally,
0: this fixture, the results of which, uh, it became sort of the catalyst to change things in Oceania. Uh, And and as we now know, in 2006, Australia moved over to Asia for for better competitive matches. And that has to be a good thing. I mean, this doesn't do anybody any good, does it? Uh, These blowouts, either Australia, uh, the winning team, or or American Samoa, because really, what what do they learn from getting utterly flogged by 20 or 30 goals?
1: Yeah, well, look, I think this was definitely um, the result that probably FFA wanted or even the... um, Federations wanted, purely to go into Asia, have some tougher competition. I know from a player's point of view, it's um, it, it's great because, uh, like you say, you, you get more internationals under your belt. Um, you, you are playing against quality opposition, and uh, and it's a, it's a great opportunity to, to get the team and and squad together. I mean, you know, I was part of the Socceroos way back when. You know, there would be only a handful of games in, in a season uh, in in a year, and um, you know, to sort of get that, you uh, know, fluency when you did come into camp was always difficult, especially mm-hmm. against uh, those really quality opposition. So I think nowadays it's it's great to see that we we are up against some quality um, opposition. Players get to to play more matches. Uh, players that are on fringe on the fringe of the soccer crews have more of an opportunity to play games and and to be part of it. Knowing there's a lot more uh, fixtures ahead. And that's probably one thing that I missed out on a lot uh, growing up, and it, you know, through the through soccer ruses, um, you know, being a fringe player, you didn't get many opportunities. Nowadays, being a fringe player, one or two players are out, and you, you you get your opportunity. So I think it's it's great for the players.
0: Here's the quiz question for you, Archie. Who scored Australia's first goal as a part of Asia in two thousand six? Was it me?
1: It was you! <laughs> <laughs> yes!
0: Against Ball
1: Oh, Hey, Ball is quality too, mate, don't worry. We, 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 I think it was three, 3 1 we actually won that. Mate. That's right. Oh, yeah. there you go. A bit, another bit of history. Another record history. for you, mate. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> just keep coming. But um, yeah, especially that 13 1 I and mean, 13 1. So don't use. <laughs> Bring attention to that one, please.
0: You do have a world record. You, you broke the international record uh, held prior to that by Sophus Nielsen of Denmark and Gottfried Fuchs of Germany. Uh, <clears throat> both of whom scored 10 in a game at the Olympics of 1908-1912. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something here, Archie, that you might not know. In terms of all-time professional football, you only have a share of the record. Did you know that?
1: No. Who's this got? <laughs> I, want to, I want to hunt him down. Where is well,
0: it might, might be tricky because oh. it happened in 1885. Uh, a player called John Petrie for Arbroath also scored 13 in their their 36 nil win over Bon Accord in the Scottish oh. Cup. So you've only got a
1: half share, Arch.
0: I'm sorry to break it to you.
1: Yeah, well, that's disappointing. Can we just keep that on the down low? Let's cut <laughs> that bit out because I don't want anybody... To be looking at this because there's only one person who scored 13 goals in, in, in an international game or a group football match. That's a record. That's funny. you throwing out these. You've done a bit of research in your time there. <laughs> I, I would not even have an idea about that. Like uh, a, a lot of those things, I actually thought that that was a number one eleven, and now I find out that's not. And now, now I'm finding out there's someone else that scored 13 goals. That's...
0: You you still got the international
1: record, Arch. You're okay. Ah, oh, okay, good because I was just about to hang up, mate. I'm seriously just about to hang up. <laughs> <clears throat> um,
0: final question, Archie, mm. and again, sort of the the uh, the unwritten story about this is that on the back of this, you score 13 goals, Australia wins 31-0, uh, headlines around the world. Three days later, you, you play another World Cup <laughs> qualifier against Fiji, and you got and you're <laughs> dropped. He <laughs> drops you. <laughs> uh, you started on the bench. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, it's a little. It's a rotation system. It doesn't matter. Like if it's um, well, look, the game before we beat Tonga, like twenty-two nil, and um, a couple of those players had to sit on the bench. They probably felt a little bit dirty, but uh, I knew that I was going to be sitting on the bench the next game. And it was probably just probably an opposition that um, would have been a, a bit more of a threat as, as in Fiji, but um, look, it was <laughs> it was pretty special. And uh, look, uh, I. I or was something that I'll, I'll obviously hold uh, pretty close to my heart. I've got a, probably about seven, eight um, Guinness Book of Records sitting at mum's that she seems to keep buying every year, thinking that, I, you know, it, there was a, I think there was a picture in the first one just after that. But now it's just slowly, slowly over the years, you can just wait. Maybe, wait, wait till I hear
0: about John Petrie.
1: <laughs> oh, mate, don't you Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you do. that's, why, that's why I claim to fame, that... Uh, that 30 goals don't take that away
0: from you nobody will have to take <laughs> so, it away from you archie. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> thanks mate cheers end
0: <laughs> thank you for joining us for this episode of the ffa podcast with former soccero archie thompson and fox sports commentator simon hill don't miss out on more great stories from the socceroos westfield matildas and the australian football community you can listen to them all at FFA.com.au. He's racing onto this ball here. The angle is there. Oh, what a finish! Jamie McLaren. Still Ellie Carpenter. Oh, and a car from Norman City. It's three. It's Moy who places it beautifully in the top corner. All the way through for SAP!